Welcome to Sports Wave. Coming to you live from Denton, Texas, we have Andy Yeager, Kellen Land, Jose Granados from the Big Apple, and me, Abdon Gonzalez. Today's date is August 10th. In today's episode, we preview the most intriguing week one college football matchups. We also beg the question, are reality football shows good for teams? And Andy reviews NCAA 14. This is Sports Wave. All right, welcome to Sports Wave. This is Saturday, August 10th. How are you guys doing this fine afternoon? Awesome. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you, Jose? I'm doing pretty well. It's a sunny day here in NYC. What about you guys? We're doing like, well, man. Weather-wise. I mean, it's um, really hot. We're, we're basically <laughs> melting. I just yeah. about had a heat stroke at work the other day, so that was a lot of fun. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have. But yeah, it's, it's honestly like the hottest part of, of Texas right now. Yeah. Like, heat index of like 105 is a, a ton of fun. Another yeah. another hot topic. Um, the coaches top 25 poll was just released. Oh. Um, let's just go down the list real quick. Number one with 59 first place votes, Clemson. No surprise. Yeah. Uh, number two, Alabama. They got six. Uh, Is that a surprise? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think know. going into the season, it's kind of like what I said in the last episode. <clears throat> We're looking at usual suspects here. Uh, there's Clemson and Alabama are just a class above everyone else. And I think there's no surprise that they're the top two. Right. Um, number three, we have Georgia. Uh, number four, Oklahoma. That That is a little bit of a surprise. Um, yes and no. Jalen Hurts obviously propels them into another sphere, but the thing is, are they going to be good just automatically? That doesn't, I don't know. To me, putting them at number four is a little, a little, a little much. Well, I mean, they were in the playoff last year, so even without Jalen Hurts, they're true would have some kind of legacy pushing them through to the top yep you're right um at number five we have ohio state uh six lsu i think that's about right for them seven michigan eight florida nine notre dame 10 texas 11 texas a&m 12 washington 13 oregon 14 penn state 15 Utah, 16 Auburn, and then we have a tie for 17th uh, place. We have Wisconsin and UCF tied. That's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I think UCF is a nice example of a, I guess, not a football powerhouse really doing well each year to push themselves higher and higher in the polls. Um, They're not, you would never expect them to be in the the playoff, but now that they're starting as high as 17, who knows what could happen? I think you could argue that they could be shooting for a, a New Year's Six Bowl, and the fact that they're 17 is is pretty high for them. But that just goes to show the last few years they've gone, they've had really good records. Yeah, um, and so in number 19, 
uh, is Iowa. 20 is Michigan State. 20, That's a little low for them, in my opinion. A little bit. Um, 21, Washington State. 22, Syracuse. 23, Stanford. 24, Iowa State. And 25, Northwestern. So, no huge surprises, at least in my opinion. No. Uh, I think Northwestern is kind of funny that they put them at 25. <laughs> They've been kind of a sleeper in the Big Ten for the last couple of years before being completely irrelevant before then. The fact that they're there, I think, is a big statement for Northwestern. We'll see what happens in the, uh, as the season goes on. But in reality, it's not going to matter too much until they play the games. I think when we're talking about the games, there are some super interesting matchups when we're talking about week one of the college football season that really – there's a couple that are already playoff games. And since it's college football and the margin is so slim, it's safe to say that there are some legit playoff games in the first week of the season. First mm-hmm. one that comes to mind, at least for me, is uh, Florida versus Miami. Now, thing is, with Miami being in the ACC, they're, this season they don't have to play Clemson. So... If they win this game, it's going to help them throughout the entire season. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of pressure on Miami to win this game. Same with Florida. If they lose this game, you can pretty much say it's a wrap to even... I mean, they're in the SEC, so I don't see them contending for that at all. But I think the pressure's on Miami just for the simple fact that they don't have to play Clemson this year. They win this, they go undefeated. They, they're going to play Clemson in the ACC championship more than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we when we look a little bit closer um, at the the matchup, it's kind of a homecoming for Manny Diaz. He yeah. he's from Miami. Um, yeah, it's a little it's a little interesting because Manny Diaz also comes from the Dan Mullen coaching tree. Uh, mm-hmm. He is that this is his first head coaching job, so clearly he's he's a He's throwing everything. I mean, he has to. Um, but something interesting is he led Texas to the worst defense in school history uh, in 2012. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's that I didn't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that says about him, but I, I think that's that's interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how the season shakes out for him. For sure. Agree, agree. Now, with Miami. (laughs) Such a hot take. Yeah, seriously, thanks for your scorching hot take there. Thank you. So, we look at the quarterback matchup with that game. We got Tate Martell versus Felipe Franks. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, So, yeah. What's up with that? Let's see. Tate Martell, it's his first college career transfer. Or wait, first start as a transfer from Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. He originally went to Ohio State. Oh, okay. Didn't okay. get any playing time. Uh, he, he touched the field a couple times last season, but not, not very often. That's um, interesting. He was highly rec- recruited out of, uh, I think he went to Bishop Gorman high school oh yeah Um, yeah so obviously he didn't get any playing time somebody transferred 
essentially the writing on the wall is that you're not going to start. Well, yeah, and that that could have been spurred on by the other transfer that Ohio State had was coming in from from Georgia, Justin Fields. Yes, exactly. Who essentially took over that position. So you can kind of already see the domino effect of the transfer market, which is insane to think about in college football, but it is a reality. Yeah, so Tate Martell, he has tremendous upside, but he's we haven't really seen anything from him up until this point. Uh, in my opinion, the fact that he transferred might signify that there might be some question marks for him. Um, cause they brought somebody in to compete with him. Yeah. Essentially saying, yeah, uh, maybe you're not, maybe you're not good enough to, to compete for this job. And does he want to compete or he does he just want to be the starter? Because it seems like he might just want to be the starter. Um, there's a there's a show on Netflix called QB1 that he was featured on. And he, there's some character flaws for sure. Uh, so what do you mean? He he wasn't he he thought a lot of himself, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. The problem was that it seemed like he thought he was the best. So I think that might be why at a sign of some type of competition, he just kind of dips, you know? Mm. Um, and then on the other end, we have Felipe Franks. Yeah. What's up with him? So this is his second year. He started last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his junior season. No, nothing crazy. I mean, nothing outstanding to speak of. But he's kind of solidified his spot there as the starting QB, which is which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, Florida is in an interesting position because they've been known as a powerhouse. They were the class of the SEC before the Alabama, Auburn kind of LSU resurgence. They were the class of the SEC, and then I think – you know, they've kind of fell back and now I think their expectations have kind of been affected by that. So it's going to be interesting to see what Florida does. And this is a gigantic game. I mean, the Florida Miami game is always a a good rivalry game, but now that it's the first, first game of the season, their entire season, I think kind of, uh, kind of depends on this game. Yeah. I hope the, that we see the turnover chain once or twice in this game. Who could ever forget that? (laughs) Um, another kind of good matchup is Oregon, Oregon versus Auburn. Oh yeah. Uh, we got Mario Cristobal versus Gus Malzahn, who maybe should not have his job at Auburn. Wow. It's another game that will make or break each team season. (laughs) Hate to say it, but this is another huge game. If Oregon wins their season's on. Uh, there's nothing to worry about. They just have to kind of run the table, work, worry about their conference. Same thing with Auburn. They're in the same position. Of course, they're in the SEC. Margin's super thin for anyone in the SEC if you want to have any chance there, especially with Georgia and Alabama kind of leading the charge there. Huge game. And that's why, again, I love these week one matchups that are kind of playoff games. And you can kind of look at it both ways. It sucks that you would potentially lose a game like this and your season kind of goes down the drain from there. But that's the beauty of college football. 
Well, I'll disagree a little bit there, Andy. Okay. I don't think it's uh, that dire. I mean, if we remember the 2013 Auburn Tigers did lose a couple games, but they still ended up going to the national championship. So if they lose right. this game, it's definitely like a gut check, but I don't think they would be out of it, especially since they're in the SEC, uh, SEC West and just in general, the SEC. Just bigger name yeah. teams to make your bones off up and get back into the championship mix if you have to. Yeah. Well, it also is the first matchup since they met in the national championship game in 2011, which is also kind Ooh, of interesting. That's I a good, know that, yeah. I, I didn't remember that. No, no, no. Wow. Yeah, that was one of the final BCS national championship games. Remember Cam Newton going off on that game? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember Michael Dyer being down, and uh, for some reason they let him keep running, but that's what I remember. And then apparently, I guess this is not a candidate for a Heisman that we talked about, I don't think, in our last episode, but Justin Herbert, he's a senior quarterback for Oregon. He's getting some Heisman hype. It'll be interesting to see what he does against the Auburn defense. Yeah, I, I really... Apparently he's good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, I really love the Oregon offense. Yeah. Um, I love the use of the pistol. I don't know mm. why. I just love that format. I love the way that it looks. I think it's really... Uh, it's versatile. It's, you know, it's like a hybrid of a... Oh, yeah. Of a, like a almost single back and... Uh, what do you call it? The gun. Um, it... Herbert has a, a big arm and he can make explosive plays oh, yeah. down the field. So they they take advantage of that by kind of using different RPO options and, and getting him kind of confusing the defense. Is it a run? Is it a pass? And then they'll hit you down the field with some more of a traditional spread format. Now, who's at home in this game? Sure. Double check that. Probably should know that. Because what's interesting is this kind of segues into the Pac-12, which we didn't actually touch on too much in our last episode. The Pac-12 is almost a forgotten conference a lot of times. Why? Because they play on the West Coast. Uh, a lot of times their games are not at a time where most of the population can enjoy them, which is why they're considering 9 a.m. game times. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can get you can get a lot more viewers and kind of market the Pac-12 a little bit better. For example, like in New York, Jose, I mean, when what's the earliest you usually get up for a college football game? I mean, mm, probably like 11. Right. So that makes sense. So that's the thing cuz like there'll be some Pac-12 games at least in primetime that will start let's say seven o'clock Washington time. Yeah. And then that's, what is that? On the East coast, that's like what? 10 o'clock almost. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but I mean, it's, there's a big difference there, which is why I think the back 12 is smart to market their games more. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad at a 9 a.m. start if I'm going to Oregon or, or Washington state. Let's, let's get it started early. We'll start pre-gaming at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know? So, 
Uh, Crazy college kids, man. <laughs> right? So the uh, Auburn-Oregon game is actually at a neutral site. It's, what? It's at Jerry World. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, you guys should go. Ooh. Yeah. We'll that see. makes it even for more interesting. Never mind. Yeah. Bring your wallet for the parking. Yeah, seriously. Six. Oh, so that's the opening game. Yes, yeah, so it's okay. 6.30 p.m. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm learning things. That's awesome. So yeah. technically Auburn would be the home team, but, you know, I mean. I would uh, imagine. Yeah, but I don't know. Pacific Northwest people got some They'll cash. travel, especially for a game like that. That's, I mean, that's a huge game. I can't wait to watch that. I mean, the, both of those teams have a chance. Like, if Oregon wins, automatically they're up for contention for the Pac-12, no matter what. Yeah. Auburn wins, they at least are giving themselves a shot for the SEC, which means a lot. Yeah, but they have, they have Texas A&M. They have LSU. They have Georgia. Right. Alabama. Definitely, definitely more difficult. They're for giving sure. themselves a shot, but a shot, and that's all they can ask for, though. Almost a hail mary. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely right. Um, that's a fun game. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> uh, one question mark. I mean, I one question mark for Auburn is, as far as I could tell, when I was looking up some, you know, the game. They don't have a true QB one. It's oh a, yeah, yeah. There's still a, a, a bit of a competition between between Joey Gatewood and uh, mm. Joe Nix, uh, and it's I so haven't. I guess been, they haven't announced the starter. Exactly. So there, whoever is the starter, there's not really going to be much film on that particular player. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. That could you know make for an interesting game because yeah. Oregon doesn't really have a lot to go off of film wise, and sometimes yep. th- that can cause problems for defenses. That um, to me, that kind of if if there's kind of questionable on who's going to be the starter, which I'm looking at a, a new news article. Well, I almost said nude article. News. <laughs> That'll be a drop. No, uh, <laughs> Gus Mel's on. Still needs another scrimmage to despot, decide who's going to be this starting quarterback. So I think I still think he knows. Know. I think he knows. I think he's just you know. Yeah, posturing. Yes, I, um, but the big um, matchup to watch for in that particular game yeah. is going to be Oregon's O line versus Auburn's D line mm. because. Uh, Oregon's O-line is very big up front. Yep. Um, and Auburn has a lot of returning starters on their D-line that could have most likely gotten drafted this year. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be a, a, a good thing to watch out for. So, yeah, I'm excited for that game. Um, it's a playoff game. When we talk about posturing, though, kind of leads me to our next matchup this mm. could possibly be an upset alert oh yeah uh and the reason why i say posturing because it's uh houston versus ou mm. and lincoln riley has been posturing and saying he doesn't know who the starting quarterback oh, is oh yeah which is a bunch of bs in my opinion yeah. jalen hurts is a starter there's no of course yeah he wouldn't be there if he wasn't do we even know the other quarterback for ou yeah, he's actually or the other OU quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I don't know his name. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, interesting. Yeah, it, it, Lincoln Riley says that he looks great in camp and he looked great in spring game, but I think he might just be saying that so he doesn't transfer to another school. <laughs> yeah, apparently, according according yeah, to this seriously. article that I'm reading, it's this guy named. T. 
Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, that's it, Mordecai. He's apparently not giving up no. on being the Sooners starter. He might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's There's from the Norman transcript. Transcript. What did you say? Also, there's quite a few of them here. It's also showing a Connor McGinnis and a Colt Atkinson. That last one is from Denton, Texas. Really? Whoa. Did he go to Ryan? Wait, wait, who do they play for? Oh, you? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did it say what high school he goes to? Where he went to, or does it say? Let me go ahead and click here. He it says Ryan. Meet someone new in your area. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, it doesn't say. You should definitely <laughs> click on that. Oh, husband's dead. All I want to do is, oh, that's not good. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Hey, did you guys see that this game is on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. Well, it's the yeah, Sunday before college football, or the NFL starts. So that makes they can sense. do that. And it's mm. in Norman. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game, man. It's uh Dana Holgerson's uh first game with Houston. Uh he obviously had great success at West Virginia, so I'm very excited to see what he does with Houston after yeah. the canned major Apple White. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a huge game. Obviously, Oklahoma's at home, so I really don't expect them to really struggle in this game. I think Houston will make it interesting. Yeah. I. But. I think it's going to be, yeah, I mean, we're going to see Jalen Hurts' debut. We're going to see Dana Holgerson's We'll also debut. see C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. A yeah. guy who I thought could be in the NFL right now. Yeah, he could have. Which he will be probably next year, but this guy. I think he has some unfinished business. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't, did he play in the national championship game? Like, or wasn't he hurt? In the playoff? Yeah. I don't think so. I know. I don't think so. One of the know. wide receivers is here. I'm not 100% sure. Because I know Hollywood Brown was the one who went to the league. That's such a great name. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's amazing. As we all know, uh, defense is optional in the Big 12. So yeah, that's, why, that's why I think it'll be interesting because Houston does have an actual good quarterback who can make plays with his feet and with uh, through the air. Um, De'Eric King, he's yeah. What's up with him? So uh, he got hurt at the end of last season, but mm. before that, he scored fifty touchdowns. Wow! Um, wow! There was only three other QBs to do that in uh, all of college football, and that was Dwayne Haskins, Tua the Belt, <laughs> and <Wow>. uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> he's pretty good. I was gonna try to say his last name, Tua the Belt. Tua Galova, however you say it. Tunga Viola. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I gave up on that a long time ago. Andy, that one just rolled off the tongue. I know. Way to go. I'm a big big fan of Tua. So we have have a question, though. Uh Uh-oh. Andy, in the last podcast, said, is Jalen Hurts, or Jalen Hurts was a bus driver, which I disagree with. I don't Um, even remember saying that. Wow. Well, you but definitely said it. I Maybe do. you had a couple too many IPAs he before you said it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, maybe he was a bus driver for Alabama compared to Tua. I don't expect him to be a bus driver for OU. I was actually about to say that I think he's going to do very well for OU. Okay. There you, you have it on record. Bus driver is relative. 
Does he have to even be good? I mean, I just feel like OU's got, yes. with Lincoln Riley, I just feel like they're in good hands. They're just like yes. a machine rolling forward, an offensive machine. Yeah, but you have to make the right reads. I mean, especially right. in his offensive scheme, um, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of uh, RPOs, which is apparently the new thing that everybody does. Um, I think that if he doesn't make the right calls, you're going to see lots of errors. I mean, the bubble screens, you got RPOs, uh, a lot of QB draws apparently were happening in in spring camp. Um, I I think that he is more than a bus driver. I think that he's shown that yeah. he's not better than Tua, obviously, but he he in his own right. I think that Lincoln Riley is going to get the best out of Jalen. I think that's what it ultimately comes down. And I think that we're going to see a lot more athleticism in this offense than we saw with Alabama. And you can't, you really can't discount the experience. <clears throat> you can't discount the experience the guy has. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been to at least, I don't know, two or three college football playoffs, a couple of national championship games. I think, he's seen it all. Yeah. I what? Think, what classes do you think that guy's taking now? He's like on his fifth year <laughs> yeah, of college. That's the thing. That's like, with, with, the, with the new transfer role. Is he taking I mean, swimming and like croquet or something? He's clearly not. Great yeah, question. seriously. Great I don't know. Question. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was just like, dude, like, how many classes do you have left on your degree in like your fifth year? <laughs> He's wow. a fifth year senior. 2016 was. Isn't that interesting, though, that you can... <laughs> yeah, you can I think that's fair. I mean, you should be able to at least... And for him, it's great. He's trying to... Obviously, he wants to try and make the NFL, so he wouldn't have had that opportunity if, if they didn't change the rule. Yeah, he's probably getting his uh, bachelor's degree in sports management. Yeah, very, right. Very oh, yeah. loose. Generic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't think that... Um, I don't think that Houston's going to win, but I think it's going to be interesting, and I think it'll be fun to watch the Holgerson offense versus the Riley offense. Right, and also Houston is, is still really pissed about being snubbed by the Big 12. Yeah, <laughs> so. we all remember that. <laughs> what a time that they, was. They've got something that they, uh, they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulders for and sure. Rightfully so. Uh, speaking of the Big 12 and Holgerson, West Virginia just release their schedule on like print and the Longhorns game is upside down. Oh, <laughs> the horns down. Yep. Thing. Yes. Oh, God. Mm. So yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, you know, I, I think that. And uh, I, I was just a little curious and it looks like West Virginia while Holgerson was there, never beat OU. So looks like the Yikes. streak will continue for old days. He's got a mullet too. <laughs> I don't. Is that what it is? Got, I don't know what that thing is. He's got man. something, man. Well, yeah, something going on. I knew he's got the he's visor air going. Raid. Wow. Air raid. I think. <laughs> I want to say this. Wrapping up with this one, the horns down penalty thing. I think is a little petty from NCAA. I think <laughs> you should let if it, especially if it's a rival let like play. the OU Texas game. The horns down thing has been a part of that tradition. You might as well let it. I, I think I agree. Texas, they're not even mad about it. It's just part of it. It's part of the, the trash talking, whatever you want to call it. Right. You shouldn't try to police that. They've been getting that from uh, A&M for years. Right. So, you know. 
Yeah, I, I think they should let it happen. I think it's ridiculous that they're banning. It, or there's going to be a penalty. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes me tired. Just had to throw that out there. <clears throat> um, kind of leads us to our next topic. Something of a little bit of controversy. <laughs> um, Last Chance You, the latest season just came out on Netflix, and it ended in. An interesting fashion. Uh, I, I'm sure anybody listening that is familiar with the show knows that uh, the coach Jason Brown was a bit of a character, to say the <laughs> least. Oh, yeah. Uh, his catchphrase is slapdick. So if that tells you <laughs> about any anything about the guy, then there you go. Um, but, you know, I always wonder, are those shows beneficial for the programs? When even when it comes to to the NFL, it always seems like the teams underperform, and yeah. I feel like that's probably might be because there's a lot of distraction, yeah. Especially at Dream U or Indy, uh, there's very <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of distractions probably before the crew showed up. So. Yeah, that that season was a complete dumpster fire for them. <laughs> <laughs> Went from like being the the conference champions to being the absolute dead last. <laughs> Like it was so bad with like all transfer students, super bad. It certainly doesn't set them up for success when you have this attention, added attention. And of course, you know, you got cameras, they know they're going to be on TV. Yeah. You're on the national spotlight. No, you're going to, yeah. Well, they actually just announced today that the new, the next season of, uh, of last chance for you will be placed out in California. So oh, really? They, yeah, they're getting away from, from East Mississippi. I, I was wondering if they were going to go back to EMCC. No, no. Go see Coach Buddy again. Yeah, they're going somewhere. It's probably a smart idea. They're somewhere in Cali, probably. which I think is going to be interesting. We'll see who uh, who it ends up being. I, they announced the team, but I can't remember. Now, now, real quick, speaking of Coach Brown, let's talk about him real quick. I know he's doing some Instagram campaigns. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's making some pretty good fried chicken and uh, now, mac and cheese. Uh, I'll be completely transparent. I haven't watched too much of Last Chance U, but I do know about Coach Brown and his really awesome uh, hype chant. We expect. Which is awesome. And I've and uh, if you listen to the ticket, they've definitely played a, a bunch of uh, audio from those episodes. So I've gotten to know yep. Coach Brown a little bit. I thought it was really interesting that he is actually selling uh, the chance for him to curse you out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get it online. Yeah. You can pay, I think, what, 50 bucks? 40 bucks. 40, 40 bucks, bucks yeah. and he will curse you out. I love it. I think we actually might yeah, we thought about doing it. getting him to curse us out. That way we have some... Yeah, some, give, a, some give us a shout-out. Yeah. There's a nice drop. Call us slap dicks. Yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> Coach Brown might be on Sportswave. Who knows? <laughs> he also just released a uh, book as well. It was like, hate me now, love me later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're the kid that he called uh, his new Hitler, then you probably wouldn't <laughs> hate that guy forever. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like every coach has said that also. Like that that exact phrase. I like how you just yeah. like was the one to capitalize on the... Uh, I mean, I played sports all, all my life. I'd never had a coach talk to me quite like that uh yeah i was just talking about the i wasn't talking about the uh, nazi thing i was talking okay. about the, the title of his book yeah hey, <laughs> but, i mean yeah. he, he brought he brought prominence to that program you have to give him credit for that at the very least you know yeah no one would know what independence kansas is unless it were for last chance of you for sure i think and I, coach brown i think it's a double-edged sword because you yeah. have you have uh attention on that program 
and you have, uh, you know, notoriety and players that might be wondering what Juco they might want to go to. And, and they see that and they have the chance to, you know, make a name for themselves. They, there's been a couple of players that have moved on, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, da- yeah. Dakota Allen was in one of the first episodes or one of the first seasons. Uh, he went back to Texas Tech after his one season at Juco. And now he's playing in the NFL. Yep. Um, it's just fantastic. Uh, he seems like a very, very, very good person. He's definitely the most successful alumni of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Thus far. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he was uh, also all-conference Big 12 defensive player as well wow. whenever he went back to Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he was a captain. Yeah, yeah, he was. Coach Bro made him a captain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think if you look at <laughs> if you look at it that way, there's definitely some some positives out of it. You know, like they can, you know, expose – positively some players that you know some other programs could take a chance on however it's definitely not for everyone i don't think yeah it's it's fun to learn uh, the storylines of the players so you kind of get to know uh definitely the sort of racket that college football can be <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, and, you know and kind of you know exploiting some people you know that are really trying to make it any and you it's just kind of sad because you see these guys and they are 100 percent positive a bit overconfident in their ability to get to the NFL or let alone just a D one program. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's and yeah. And, right and every, and they all, a lot of them hinge all of their success on. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. Hinge all their success on getting to that. That is their goal and forego their education, which is what ultimately 99% of them need to fall back on because you know, it's a very, very, very small minority that that make it past to into the NFL. It's a very small group. It is. I think if I think there was a study, well, not a study, but I mean, if you do the simple math on all four professional sports, when it goes from college to the pros, like the it's the biggest drop down to where like the smallest percentage make the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Um kind of in that same vein we actually had a uh i guess a cameo or guest appearance in the latest season of hard knocks uh oh, there's, yeah. there's only been one episode so far but an old last last chance you uh star ronald ollie uh defensive lineman yeah he gets a lot of he gets a lot of play in this in this episode he had his 15 minutes of fame he sure uh, did. in this show uh because he got cut <laughs> very swiftly by John Gruden. Uh, and you can see what, what's kind of cool about that, at least something that I've seen that I, I kind of enjoyed was that you saw the difference between the college yeah. aspect of the college play, oh, yeah. the college camp. This guy was just a starter. Yeah. There was no, there was no competition. He was a starter. The only thing that could get in between him and the, the starting lineup was himself. And, uh, yeah, even the even the coach said that uh, if he could. I remember in season one, he said that if I could find somebody else to replace you, I would. But that's all I got. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever they were watching the the film, and he was getting pissed at him for not uh, covering his man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 really cool to see the difference between the two uh, camps, and really really like get a, a deeper sense of how hard the NFL actually oh, yeah. is for a lot of these guys. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm interested to see the next episode of Hard Knocks that's about to come out. Oh, yeah. 
We're one episode in. We're about to see the AB fiasco. Yeah, I think if you haven't watched it, you got to watch it. I, I started watching last year with the Cleveland Browns, which was an amazing uh, hard knock series. I've noticed that throughout the series, because it's, it's almost like a live action series. I mean, it actually goes through like the episode you watch is like it could have been recorded a week prior. It's not like uh, the, uh, what is it, All or Nothing, where it, it chronicles the entire season, so they've had time to edit it and, yeah. and make it, this, like, Hard Knocks, they do it per week. So I find it really interesting that now we're finding about, or finding out about Antonio Brown and his helmet situation, where he will uh, allegedly refuse to play football again if he won't get his helmet back. I find that very hard to believe. Uh, considering the amount of money that he'll will get thrown at him just for stepping on the field, however, I do recognize the fact that they may be kind of generating a little bit of hype, and there's going to be a lot of people watching the next episode. I don't. That's just my opinion. You know, I don't know. Helmet Gate. Maybe we should dub it <laughs> Helmet Gate. Um, I think it's real, man. I think AV is a little bit of a loony man he's a space cadet as uh bob stern would call it yeah but <laughs> i think the rooney family gave him a lot of leeway when he was in sure pittsburgh and now but we're no. actually hearing about some of the things because uh mike tomlin was pretty tight-lipped about a lot of things I oh think. yeah didn't but, he uh didn't he get his old helmet and get it like professionally painted to make yeah. it look like well, a new was, one? <laughs> he in in the initial training camps or the the mini camps he uh made a big fuss about it but then didn't say anything but he essentially had had his whatever helmet with him and yeah. played along with that but thing is they the <laughs> Can't NFL wait to see this on hard knocks by the way Yeah the NFL they made that rule uh this year and and his argument was that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers didn't have to comply with it but then they showed him film of both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in minicamp with the new helmet. Yeah. So I really think this is kind of a, a hype thing, and I don't think he's going to sit out any well, game. He may, he may want to sit out training camp. He could. I mean, but that's about but, it. But, I mean, he's sitting out training camp partially because of his frost-bitten feet. Which is another <laughs> issue entirely. I mean, this sounds like a, like a complete, like... Crazy, crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, how do you forget to put on like shoes? Yeah, you think they would have like signs everywhere <laughs> yeah, telling you're going you into a lot of cryotherapy. Yeah. You're going into cryotherapy, I mean, and then you see the pictures of his feet, and they look totally yeah, wrong. it's oh. disgusting. Oh. I would say effed, but <laughs> no, no, it's it's bad. I mean, you saw the red flags when he was pretty much Facebook Live or Instagram Live when he was in the <laughs> locker room right after a Steelers win and Tomlin in the background is just going off with expletives. <laughs> he's saying the most crazy things. And yet he's just literally taking a selfie, but he's Instagram living it. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. he's just like smiling to the camera and everyone's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like right after the game. Why are you broadcasting this? And then, so I've watched anyway. Harder Knocks, Hard Knocks for I love Hard Knocks for quite a long time too, and I love it. I, it's the premiere. I mean, it was the first. It's, it's the best. I, I still remember when the Cowboys were on it. That that was yeah. That, they were one of the first ones. Yeah, um, it's it's always the the narrator is freaking spot on, but um, the music too. But when we look at it, you know, again that question comes up: Are these actually good for the team? None of the teams that I've seen in Hard Knocks have ever won a Super Bowl. No. Well, look at this way. When we'll look at last year, when the Browns 
if you watch the very beginning of the Browns when they still had their last coach, which his name's escaping me. But anyways, he got fired in the middle of the season. Yep. But they still went seven and nine. And for the Browns, that was a big transition year for them. So that technically, I would say that was a success for them. I don't know if Hard Knocks had anything to do with that because they fired their coach in the midway of the season. Yeah. I, I think it's subjective to which team it is. If the team can handle that type of outside noise, then I think they'll do however they're going to do. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised that John Gruden signed up for that. I don't know if that I was already know. an I, obligation or I, what. I, I Actually, I think it's a perfect fit. You talk about Gruden, who <laughs> loves to be on TV. I can already tell based on the first episode. This guy commands the camera he is. He says everything. Like it's. You just gotta watch it. But he's no. I mean, I, I've seen the first episode. No, I know. But I've seen. It, he's been it. that character since he was at Tampa Bay. Right. I mean, he's he's Chucky. You know, that's that's his. And you <laughs> see full Chucky, expletives and all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it's it's per, You have the you know the the crazy personalities. You got AB there. I mean, it, it just it makes sense for he them. Freaking to showed up to camp in a freaking air hot, balloon. Hot air balloon. Air, air balloon gate is what I'm going to call that one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think overall it, it can be hit or miss. It could hurt you. I don't know if it could ever help a team. But I, d- I don't know. Maybe maybe publicity for not so It's good content. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that is of good content. Yes. NCAA 14. So last episode, I uh, I think we all discussed about the NCAA franchise from EA Sports and how it got discontinued and whatnot. So that kind of reignited my passion for the game. You think about late July throughout my entire life, it always meant a time for me to be like, all right, I'm about to get the newest football game because <laughs> NCAA came out before Madden. A lot of times the NCAA video game was kind of a rehash of the previous year's Madden. So essentially it was like the last year's Madden with NCAA uh, uniforms and things like that. So I went on the hunt. I started looking for, uh, I really wanted to get the PS2 versions, like the NCAA 04, 05. Those are the ones that really resonated with me. Those are the ones that I played uh, back in the day. And you're talking about playing the dynasties and, and creating, you know, doing recruiting and all that. It was just a fun game. It's a shame that they discontinued it, quite frankly. But I was like, all right, I need to find a copy. So the problem was I don't have a PS2, so (laughs) that wasn't going to happen. So I actually looked around at GameStop. They're like, yeah, we don't sell any, man. You're going to have to find it online. (laughs) I was like, all right. right, Is the PlayStation 4 uh, backwards compatible PS2? No. And that's a big travesty. Yeah, That's a whole other topic that... Would no have eliminated way. my entire conundrum yeah, altogether. That, that's, that's such a beating. Yes, honestly, it, it is really is an intense beating. I so it only goes to PlayStation Three <laughs> as far as backwards compatibility goes. Not even PS Three. No. Nope. What? No. And that's yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's really a kind of a downside. There's rumors that when the new PS Five comes out, it will be backwards compatible, but that remains to be seen. Anyway, they need a new name for P- there's something about PS5 that just doesn't come <laughs> off the tongue quite as slickly. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. But anyway, so luckily I had a PS3 and the final version of NCAA, NCAA 14 came out on PS3. And of course, it was over the 2013 season, so I was able to find one. I did some research. I was looking on eBay. There are some crazy people who will sell sealed 
copies of the game for over $150. Wow. So what are you going to do with a sealed copy? I mean, like you're going to yeah. unseal it. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. It's still got the air from 2013 and trapped in inside of it. What? If we're talking about who was on the cover, for those who don't know, it was a uh, Michigan dual threat quarterback, Denard Robinson, who really didn't do too much in the NFL. He actually was going to be a wide receiver and then he kind of phased out, but it is the final version of NCAA. And so I was like, I'm going to get it. And so I found one on eBay for about $40. It was used. It came in about three days later. It worked. Started playing it. And I must say, it is the most complete version of NCAA. It is, if anybody who is trying to relive that experience of playing college football video game, this is the one you need to get. You need to get your hands on it. They, I, I almost wonder if EA Sports knew that this was going to be the final version because it is, it is the most complete version of the franchise. The graphics are obviously for PS3 standards are pretty darn good. The animations are good. And I have to give a special shout out to their attention to detail. For example, Apogee Stadium. A lot of times UNT will get the short end of the stick on these types of video games because they're not a huge powerhouse. And you can imagine all the expense it takes to really uh, do certain details of each of the stadiums in a video game. They nailed Apogee Stadium to the T. Yeah, you sent me a picture. It was, um, it was yep. <clears throat> yeah, no it was generic awesome. stadium there. It yeah. is. You even see the windmills in the background. It's amazing the attention to detail. And Keeped so, in clean. You know, it, it's an amazing game. It. I've had a lot of good fun with it. I've been doing my dynasty uh, with UNT, and you can do complete, you know, recruiting and things like that. What's your quarterback's name? Well, that's the thing. They they have randomly generated names uh, for the dynasty. So it's like, it could be anyone. I mean, Jake the, Locker. It could be anyone. It's like totally random. <laughs> that's, did, that's not important, but did you create Mason fine? No, actually, <laughs> no, actually what I did do is when you're playing a dynasty, you can actually, you actually create your coach. And what I did was I created coach art Bryles. For wow. <laughs> UNT gave him a second Jeez. chance. No. He came from Mount Vernon. Yeah. Here on the pod, man. Yeah. people could potentially hear this. Dude, Sorry, okay. Mount Vernon. Fresh no, from, hey, it's fresh all from fictional. Don't worry. Three A so, state title. What I want. My point is in this game, if you are looking for an NCAA football game, obviously try and find the final installment, NCAA 14. I'm going to go through some of the players that you will see in the game that are rated very highly and, and some of them you will definitely resonate with. For example, Dak and Zeke are both in the game wow. for their respective colleges. Zeke was a freshman, Dak was a sophomore, but you can play with him. The uh, Ohio State. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of the Ohio State, they also had Carlos Hyde, Braxton Miller. Those are two really highly rated games or highly rated players. You also have Odell Beckham Jr. You had that year's Heisman winner, Jameis Winston. You have Jadavion Clowney, which is a 99 overall Wow! in the game for South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And then my favorite and probably the one player everyone else is going to want to play in this game, 97 overall, the man himself, Mr. Johnny Football. Way too high. It's well, a fun game. Not for, not for that time. I guess so. But It's a fun game. And what's funny is that Madden recently is trying to rehash it in some ways. Yeah, uh, so I actually purchased a copy of Madden 20 
and there is they call it the face of the franchise uh so essentially you create your own player um of course quarterback because nobody wants to play with anything else and um it kind of shows you you're like a high school recruit and you play you know you don't play any high school games but you're highly touted so you have to make a decision um I chose Texas, but it had a, it had a lot of teams. It had Texas Tech. It had yeah. like Miami. Had I mean, the Gators, it shows Georgia. It shows you walking out to the table, right? Yeah, and trying you can pick to pick which hat yeah. you want to put on. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, so that that was that. that was kind of cool. Um, and then you uh, you go to so I went to Texas, and essentially what happens is you don't play. Yeah, because another five star guy goes. Yeah, and he. Which there's an article out there. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. But there's an article out there that says what Madden 20 got totally wrong about the NCAA or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. that would never happen. A five star recruit wouldn't just totally decide to go to a big program if they'd already recruited a five star recruit. There's no way that would happen in the same season. But we're talking about semantics. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially you get thrown into the fire. Uh, You're playing, for me, I played OU in the first uh, college football playoff game. And while I was exiting the tunnel, uh, Patrick Mahomes came up to me and told him to hit him up after the game. Uh, (laughs) So that that is the part, that stuff like that, that is just kind of a beating when it comes to, like... uh, the difference between, you know, like the NCAA games were just fun. There yeah. wasn't any of that extra right. stuff. It was just that. And that's what I always appreciated about them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's just a lot. I'm, I got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. after I won the Natty for Texas. So nice. everybody just know that. Um, Texas is back. Texas was back. Um, Virtually, I got, I got yeah. drafted in the fourth round, which was kind of wow, the shaft hey. for me. But Yikes. that's where Dak got drafted. Yeah, but yeah, so I got, and for some reason, the coach made me the starting quarterback, although I had a absolutely <laughs> terrible preseason. Wow! And I uh, let's just say the Cincinnati Bengals are currently zero and four. Wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Madden's inclusion of anything college football related is completely reactive in terms of the hype of people being upset that the franchise is gone. I don't know if it means that they'll ever bring it back. I think we're talking about a lot of money on the line. And if you think about it, especially looking at NCAA 14, the likeness is there. You can, I mean, there's no question. And, And that is money for the players that they did not get. It's kind of funny that Manziel got screwed over some money on that too, by the way. <laughs> but it's just there's a lot of money on the line, and I don't I don't really blame the players for for suing uh, EA Sports or whatever the lawsuit was. They were really banking off of them. There's no question about that. I think though there is a lot of I think the net gain for both the players and EA Sports and the NCAA, which we know how much they care about money, they should bring it back. This is our plea. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Somebody anywhere. Yeah. Just bring it back. But yeah, I will anyway. say overall, overall the new Madden is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would like more stuff from the game. It gets, you know, it gets old buying the same game over and over again. 
but I I'm so far I'm enjoying it. I haven't had it. I've only had it maybe like half a week. Right. So. Yeah. You're just like paying year after year just for like some DLC, basically. Almost. Yeah. yeah. For sixty sucks. bucks. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I I don't know. I I'll buy it every now and then, but I'll just find myself not not you know Dude, Jose, playing it. What the heck are you doing, man? <laughs> Earth to Jose. <laughs> Dude, Jose, are you eating? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I think you're lying. Uh, by the way, while we were talking, I went to Mount Vernon High School's uh, website to try and find Art Brow's email, and I... I shocking. <laughs> shocker alert. Nothing is listed. Wow. <laughs> to find his email. <laughs> I mean, dude, okay. So... No, it doesn't have anything because, of course, they don't want anybody to to talk to him. But that's kind of see. This is my problem with that is like, if he's going to be a high school coach, let him be a real high school coach. You know? Yeah. He's got to go through the same stuff that all the other high school coaches need to go through. So his email should be public because I'm going to write him a letter. <laughs> I'm sure he's already gotten a few. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so that that was fun, Andy. I, I like that oh, yeah. you, you went through the whole process of buying the game and everything. That's really it's really fun. It's it's really fun. I think everyone if you're if you still have a PS3 or Xbox 360, buy it. <laughs> it's you can find one on eBay for an affordable price. Just don't buy the sealed one for $150. <laughs> and also an uh, interesting call on giving Cab another shot. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Doesn't look like it will last long. Yeah. Bring yeah. back Seth Littrow. Um, He's going to get called up to Ohio State. God. Oh, probably. That might actually be a better yeah. fit. Yeah, seriously. Oh. Jeez. Um, anyways, I implore everybody listening, which is all five of you, to go on Twitter and look up Mike Leach doing a belly flop. <laughs> I guess he was having some type Mike of... Mike Leach, friend of the show. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Leach, sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Always. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did a belly flop for some reason, and it's one of the most hilarious things that I've seen in a while. It just, like, tips forward. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gravity does the rest. Yep. I love Mike Leach. Yeah. I've always wanted to see him shirtless. Uh, well, there you go. Wow. You have your wish. Not quite Coach Bro status, but almost. Yeah. I just recently also received my seat pad for um, the UNT season that's coming up. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have it sitting right there. You can see it. Um, Can't wait. Got man, it's got a back and everything. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's like a lazy boy. It's yeah. rather comfortable. Screw sitting on those aluminum seats i'm gonna live in luxury if i'm going to multiple games <laughs> but yeah um speaking of apogee andy has a the legend legend of apogee so as we approach into a new north texas season i want to harken back to the one time i had the most school pride i may have ever had we'll go back <laughs> to 2012 uh this was my second year at unt and over the years, I had noticed the collective apathy the student body showed to the football program. There was just no school spirit in terms of athletics and football. 
This is an art school, by the way, for well, y'all listening. Sure. It's most recently has it's getting better. prominence in football. It's getting better. But yeah, and, and this is no football powerhouse. And yeah. for the record, this is no uh, disparagement as how it is currently, because I think right now they're they're actually doing a lot better. Yeah, we saw almost twenty thousand fans in the stadium last. However, over the, I think I, I initially started going to UNT in two thousand ten, and that was when the new stadium opened. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, let's this should be in you know new stadium atmosphere. This should be packed. So I went to a couple games. There was like no one there. So I decided to do what anyone would do at the time in 2012 to try and generate some hype and attention towards an event. I created a Facebook event. (laughs) The Facebook event in question was called Phil Apogee, or better known as hashtag Phil Apogee. I wish I had... I wish I had the full description in front of me right now. It's been lost in the Facebook archives forever. However, really? I do know that it was essentially the idea was let's try and fill the stadium, meaning let's we've never sold out the stadium, which at the time we hadn't. And so I was just like, and I'll be honest with you, when I created this Facebook event, I remember exactly when I did. I was literally it was a late night and didn't. That's all I'm going to say. So it was a late night. I was just winging it. And I was like, why not? Let's just make a Facebook event to say Phil Apogee. Well, as the time, this was, I think, about a week or so. Or not a week or so. But it was almost a month or so, I would say, before the game started. The game was September 8th, 2012. So let's just say I did it in August. Well, as time went on, I got more and more people to say that they were interested or going. And so all of a sudden, I got 1,500 people to say they were going to Phil Apogee. So I was pretty excited. I was thinking in my head, I was like, wow, we're going to make an impact and we're going to actually fill this stadium up. By the way, the game was t- North Texas versus Texas Southern. Not the most glamorous matchup. Anyway. Never heard of that college. <laughs> Leading up to the game and a lot of my friends knowing that we were kind of serious about this we all met up, I think, at uh, our friend Haas and Tucker's house beforehand, and we did some tailgating. I remember I had a Heineken uh, draped in a North Texas flag. There's actually a picture on Instagram that I'll probably share later of Haas waving the North Texas flag in the middle of our backyard during this pregame tailgate. We go to the game. It was fun. However, we did not succeed in filling Apogee. The announced attendance was 22,259. The most attendance, the most attended game was actually last year, a game that me and Abden went to, UNT versus La Tech. The announced attendance was over 31,000. So Phil Apogee was a precursor to what is now North Texas football pride. I'm very proud to say that I was a part of it. Congratulations, sir. Thanks, Andy, for that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just uh, did a search on Twitter, uh, Phil Apogee, and there is a Twitter account at mm. Phil Apogee. They, they saw it. Wow. Um, and the last, there is a tweet. Grand infringement. Yeah, UNT Athletics on February 22nd um, posted something about uh, season tickets 
and they say in their last sentence, come help us, hashtag Phil Apogee this fall. Hashtag go green green. Hashtag the MG standard. Oh, wow. In all honesty, I'm glad that it has turned a new leaf for the program. And if this is what it takes to fill that stadium up, then by all means, let's do it. Amen. Jose, do you have any last parting thoughts before we... Yeah, what's on Jose's mind? Um, well, right now I'm looking out the window, so... Nice. So jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Considering it. So. <laughs> My last thoughts are going to be Andy talking about <clears throat> sharing something on Facebook. <laughs> Guess there's worse things. Yeah, yeah that's true. True. <laughs> <laughs> So wait for like, is there anything on your mind or? What's on your mind, Jose? Um, nothing, not really. Um, are we off college football? Or can we talk about anything? Or yeah, go for it. Yeah, tell us about your. This is the wrap up segment where you can share whatever you want to tell us about. about your latest basement show. God. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you got a special. I think I got tetanus. <laughs> but uh. Now, my latest endeavor was I went to go see the Spider-Man movie a while nice. ago. It was subpar. Wait, what? <laughs> Which yeah. Spider-Man movie? The Hot Sports Home. Opinion. Yeah, seriously. Which yeah. one? Far From Home. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Okay, yeah, I can... I can... So don't go see that movie is what you're saying. Do not... Sweet. Then apparently go see Hobbs and Shire. I heard that one was better. Dude, that movie looks like trash. Which one? Hobbs oh, and Shire. I actually saw it. Oh, did you? You yeah. did? Is it good? If and, Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a no. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, look. I, I didn't know this would come up. But yes, I one of my one of my coworkers randomly was like, hey, you want to see Hobbs and Shire? I was like, whatever. I have nothing else better to do. So <laughs> if you're I will say this. Being a Fast and Furious a uh, fan. Oh, is that what it is? It's it's a spin-off. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is though, at least in this movie, they're owning that it's a pointless, crazy, over the top action okay. movie. That's good. And so like by no means is it like a great movie, <laughs> but if you go into it knowing that The Rock and Jason Statham are going to have funny one-liners and just being kind of corny, it's not bad. And actually the story isn't terrible. But by no means is it a great movie. It's just like you kind of go in there with the expectations of thinking like, okay, this is kind of be this is going to be kind of corny. Yeah, tame your expectations I basically. Yeah. I liked it. Just personally. go ahead and watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There we go. Go ahead and just. That's. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. I saw it too. I liked everything, like in terms of the presentation, the acting. I don't know if I love the story. No. Did you see it, Jose? I liked I, it, man. I, I liked it more the uh, the longer I was from watching it. Me I, too. I love the performances. Perform. I mean, there's no arguing that every single thing, like cinematically, is spot on. Like just literally, like it's they shot capture beautifully, man. They they capture the essence of 1969. Like it is so well put together. I just, for me, the way I consider what a 
a good movie is in my book is is the story gripping me throughout the entire thing. And honestly, yeah. I don't think and maybe everyone's like, oh, that's how Quentin Tarantino is, whatever. Until the very end, like the final hour of the movie, like <laughs> then you're like, okay, yeah, this is kind of picking up. But they're at the the first two hours of the movie, which by the way, it's like three hours long. Um, <laughs> it just kind of drags a little bit, and you're kind of caught up in liking the you know the whole surroundings of it. But in terms of a story, I I didn't get into it. I, I couldn't get into it until the very end. That's why I, or I think it kind of lacked. Like for example, Django, that is a movie where you're kind of in it the entire time you get the story yeah. but anyways but it is a great movie i'll probably see it again not trying to hate on it i just didn't get the story <laughs> awesome sorry i liked it man i i enjoyed it man i thought i thought the way that it was shot and i thought um the you know i think it's more about an interpersonal struggle than it is about I could see that the Manson family and all man that versus himself. Stuff. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, and I, you're right. I don't know, and it's you go through the high and low of Rick Dalton. Yeah, um, you do see that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I liked it. I, I actually kind of want to go see it again. I want to see it on 35 millimeter. This it's next definitely time. a movie you'd probably want to see again because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, Abdin, you didn't get it, man. <laughs> no actually speaking of like uh i mentioned something about it to a coworker, and yeah. like when he came up to me like to talk to me he was like you didn't like it i was like i thought it was all right which is my opinion i think it's all right yeah. i think it's good Same. like well made but i just still have to think about it more and stuff yeah and he was all like oh did you not get it <laughs> 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 and i'm just like here we go. Yeah, that's like, awesome. No, no I, I, I got it. And he was like, oh, do, do you not know about the Manson family? God. Like, okay, well, yeah. Like, okay. So, you know, I've gotten that question too. Like, family. come on. Everyone knows about that. And he was just like, do you not know about the murders? And I was like, okay. Man. <sighs> Dude, I was like, no, I know about, about all that. Manson okay. Family. I just. Someone's been in bed style for yeah, too long. For real, yeah, right. Yeah. Do you tell that guy to go. Jump off a bridge. Wow. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something much worse, but I'm not going to say <laughs> But yeah. Tell so, them to join you in your leap from the 42nd store. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Wow. Thanks Wait. for being complicit with me, yeah, Andy. Seriously. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, need, I need all the support I can get. Yeah, that was organic, I swear. <laughs> Pre-produced. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Well, this was fun. No, no, nah, nah, I think uh, th- think that did it for me, man. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm a follower, not a leader. Well, let's just make sure everybody hashtag Phil Apogee and yep. remember and make sure. And remember where it all started. The origin story. Yep, I started it. And make sure you follow us on Instagram, Sportswave Pod. Uh, soon to be on Twitter, Sportswave Pod. Soon to be on Twitter. Pod. Yes. Shout out to Sportswave Pod too. We will. <laughs> and yeah. Shout out us, uh, Coach right. Jason Brown, the real Jason Brown. Yep. Follow us. There will be more content to come. 
yeah. soon. Oh, this has been good. Uh, we will see y'all next month whenever we're going to probably have some cool uh, at game the game. Audio, yeah, game yeah. day audio. Have a little bit drunken more. drunken interviews with some people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It'll be a good time. So we're going to take the... Uh, the recorder out and start getting some uh you know word on the street as to what's going on absolutely sounds good all right well we'll see y'all next month and y'all stay cool out there yep later thank you for listening to sports wave the voice of everything sports and aesthetics We'll see you next time.